Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Episode 294. Yes, so working our way up to that 300. It would have been super neat if, like, the last episode of 2022 was 300. Not that that's our 300th episode, but I think it might be the 300th episode is, not 300, 400th episode is going to be the last of the year because I think we're on, I think this is 98. This is 398, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. That, yeah, I think it was. Uh, uh, officially, the number of episodes, if you go back, uh, long story short, I think we're going to be there. Pretty neat, but this is 294. Back on task. I, I'm getting <laughs> a, uh, way off on a tangent. So we're, uh, not even th- we're not even a minute in, and we're already sidetracked. <laughs> yes, uh, we're going to get back on track. Uh, no interviews this episode. We do have one next episode. We may on the next episode, so stay tuned. We're going to be wrapping up the year with some interviews, but we do have a lot of cool stuff to get to as we do, a lot of great music to play. It's the holiday season, so we're going to kick off the new songs list with a winter song, uh, In the Bleak, Midwinter. It's a single on Dammit Records released by The Cribs. December 3rd, I think you were telling me that that was like an Oliver Twist song or something like that last week. Yeah, the bleak midwinter, and I don't yes. think that was uh, related to Oliver Twist. I think it's just a, a regular uh, song that's sung around this season. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's mostly sung through, uh, what What else is funny is I remember it as an instrumental, but it is not. It's uh, sang through a lot of choirs. Oh. So I'm like, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, a lot of misconceptions on that song. So disregard whatever comments I made about them in the previous episode. Right now, it's, uh, it's just a song that's being covered by somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and that's The Cribs. On to the next. Blank Generation, they released The End on December 5th. Jesus Peace released An Offering to the Night, which is a single on the, tw- on the 5th. Dismotive uh, released In Cell on Little Willie Records on the 5th. Run Into the Sun released two tracks, uh, Cry and Blood. We played those on the last episode. The Killigans released the Cornhusker volleyball version of the Cornhusker uh, single. They are an Irish, or folk rather, maybe a folk, we'll just go with that, band based out of Nebraska. Brutal Savage released two tracks, Survived in Rotten Flesh, But What's the Point? Uh, That was on December 8th. Uh, one that I haven't heard yet, Lionheart. I don't know if you're a Lionheart fan, but Lionheart, they recorded, or not recorded, but released uh, a new album, Welcome to the West yeah. Coast 3. I've been meaning to listen to that. came out on the 9th. Wicked yeah. Possum Records released a compilation called Starstruck, a tribute to the Kinks. That came out on the 9th. Tyrant released Degenerate, which is an EP. The Heck released Bad Christmas EP. The preview, I think the track Bad Christmas they released at this time last year, but they released it as an EP with a couple more tracks on the ninth. Pat Decline released Struggle to Adjust, which is a single on P Records. On the ninth, Prisonnier du Temps released Comme un Lion en Cage. I probably fucked that up. UVPR, <laughs> that is, uh, was released uh, on UVPR on the 10th. 
Also on the 10th, Paranoid Visions, 40 Years and Still Not Tame was released on Rotary Vinyl. That was the four releases, 40 and Years and Still Not Tame and Tame. I think that's how that went. Yeah. Yeah, if I remember correctly, that's what it was. 40 years, 40 years and still not tame. Yeah, and each of the four releases had some portion of that title as the release, but that was officially released on the 10th. Go to the, uh, rotaryvinyl.com's Bandcamp page, and you can get that ordered there. It's really cool. We played a track off of 40, which uh, is awesome. that We played some stuff off of it back uh, early November, I believe. On the 12th, Mel Zebra and the Buffaloes released Fur Furry and Furious on Dammit Records. The Putts released Ho Ho Ho, Let's Go EP on the 12th. Pardon Us released a Christmas Wish single on the 13th. The Mad Splatter released at or Christmas at the Splatterhouse single on the 13th. Suzio 13 released Me Condena uh, on the or will be on the 15th rather. On the 16th, Blood Clot is releasing Souls. That'll be seven tracks over on Upstate Records. Egoistin is releasing four. That'll be stylized as the Roman numeral four on the 16th. Stieglitz is releasing Deja Vu on Flamingo Records on the 16th. Precious is releasing Hiding in Plain Sight EP on Indecision Records on the 16th. City Saints Punk and Roll Double LP uh, got bumped back. I was mentioning that in November. That was... Uh, bump back uh, to December 23rd. And finally on my list, Alarm Stufe Gerd is releasing a self-title on Spastic Fantastic Records. That's German. I, I'm sure I goofed it up. It's A-L-A-R-M-S-T-U-F-E-G-E-R-D if you want to go look it up. Eric, what do you have to add to the list? A little bit. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yes, uh, going back to the fourth, if you remember, I went on a bit of a uh, tangent of all the anti-flag singles that were released, uh, the latest of which was Victory or Death with We Gave Them Hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the sixth, the last episode I played, uh, Run Into the Sun's new single, Cry Slash Blood. On the seventh, Interrupters released uh, their uh, the, uh, an acoustic version of their single from their last album, Raised by Wolves. On the 9th, Sacrilegion released From Witches, Nightmares Crawl, and I am going to listen to that. This is really a reminder for myself. I don't think any of the boys uh, in Sacrilegion are listening to this, but to me, I will get around to listening to it. Apparently, <laughs> a lot of people have been uh, uh, speaking very highly of it and saying it's a great release and everything. I'm like, well, based on the songs that I've heard, you know, the two singles that were released, I would hope for nothing less. So, awesome. so yeah, expect that in the uh, coming days, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, on the 11th, uh, Despite Despair released Hexen, their newest album. And they were supposed to have a CD release show uh, at the Beehive on, on that day, the 11th. But it did not happen. For reasons I do not know. <laughs> well, but, they can go to Bandcamp and get it now. Oh, uh, yeah, you can still listen to it. I still have to listen to it. I'm sure it's going to be cool. I really like Despite Despair. <laughs> I think they're great. Uh, yeah, on the 13th, Les released their Trauma EP. Now, that's Les preceding with the two backward slashes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's going to... I got to listen to that. I, I really like what Les puts out. They're really intense. So I hope that Trauma 
will suffice. <laughs> and uh, and Paranoid is back at it again. Our favorite Japanese-speaking uh, Swedish band from, well, Sweden, has released <laughs> yet another single called The Great Reset. And there's a lot of stuff I have yet to listen to. <laughs> I've been... It's been pretty busy. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and finally, the 16th, just a couple days away, Blood Clot. I can't wait to listen to that album, Souls. I mean, the singles have sounded great. Hopefully, the rest of the album does, too. I hope, uh, I hope you d- rise to the occasion, John. <laughs> Usually does, but, but yeah, Blood Clot is all he has now since uh, he legally can't tour as, uh, with, under the name Chromags. <laughs> Thanks, Harley. <laughs> yeah, but I don't give a shit either way. <laughs> Who's better? Who the fuck is to say? And who the fuck is to care? The, they peaked at the first album. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Like they even give a shit. Right. Anyway, that's, uh, yeah, that's all I got for uh, new releases that are coming up. And now, this entire episode, well, not the entire episode, but most of my picks this episode are me going to be, uh, yet again, playing catch-up of all the new releases that came out within uh, the last couple of months. I got releases going all the way back to September, one of which is going to be played not now, but later on. Right now, let's talk about a little, uh, little band from our, from our neighbors up north in Canada. Let's talk about the Dirty Nil. Hailing from Hamilton, Ontario. <laughs> I don't know exactly how, they, uh, how the accent goes over there, but... If I'm basing it off of uh, Letterkenny standards, <laughs> yeah, it does sound a little bit uh, Celtic, Ontario. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's such a weird, uh, yeah, such a weird thing to uh, notice. But regardless, the Dirty Nil—they've been a yeah, they've been a band for hell. I want to say almost uh, almost ten years. Yeah, seems about um, right. Yeah, I just remember uh, coming across them via Slug Magazine when they sent me the copy of Higher Power to review and I still very much love that record I think it's flawless I think it's super great I think I just love how they molded this like ruggedness to their otherwise uh, pop punk sound and there's songs on there that just go straight motorhead-esque like a really uh, like a really rumbling uh, crunchy bass line and they just go they just get a little spastic in one song, and then they have their more uh, reserved and somber songs that are just like, yeah, we, we want to calm down a little bit. All right. That was a good mix. The albums that, were, uh, that preceded that, um, how do I put this nicely? You guys uh, you got a little too soft. <laughs> a little too soft. It's like you had something really good and really unique, but you just, uh, they went... They just went the realm of being a lot more polished, of being a lot more slick, a lot more uh, pop punk. And that's not to say it's objectively bad, you know, because it's, uh, it's good pop punk music, you know. I even played their uh, single from their last album, Doom Boy, <laughs> you know. If not for anything, I think it's a fun song. I think, uh, and I don't listen to a lot of pop punk. I never have, and I... You know, most likely never will, but uh, here I am talking about one. But that song, when I, pl- when I played it on, a, on the episode a couple years ago, I said that, I said back then, and I still stand by this statement, 
that I've never heard a pop punk song that called me out and defined me to a T. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm that weird little fucking metalhead kid who's always striking out with the ladies, and uh, I'm just hoping that I could just sit in the back of my mom's car with them and just listen to Slayer and Cro-Mags and stuff like that. Just like, do you like this? Do you like this? you want to make out? <laughs> Although that never uh, never quite happened to me. I mean, it eventually did, just not in my uh, just not in my impressionable teen years. It was more of a Milo back in that day. <laughs> uh, but the, regardless, the it still was a fun song. So I'm not saying that the Dirty Mills, Dirty, actually, Dirty Dirty Mill. The Dirty Mill? The Dirty Mill. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> the Dirty Nils uh, catalog the past few years has been... Well, if I may be permitted a small pun, clean. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, you're you're losing the you're losing the plot a little bit. So, when their latest single came out in uh, in in November, "Bye Bye Big Bear," I was a little I was a little skeptical. I'm like, are we going to? Am I going to expect the dirty nil that I fell in love with, or the dirty nil that they became? And I put on the single Bye Bye Big Bear, and, well, I'll give you my interpretation of it after we listen to the song. I mean, it's on the episode, so that's got to say something. <laughs> if I just could say my piece, wouldn't that be nice? If I had some clarity, wouldn't that suffice? Baby, it's been
Okay. So, what did I think? Well, it seems to be taking a step toward their, uh, uh, I guess, former sound. <laughs> Not quite so former, because the guitars here, they sound, they sound huge. Like, the sound is just, like, so... It's just like this giant wall, and I love it. I'm like, that is the that is the sound, that is the tone that I knew from Dirty Nil from their first album, you know. Whereas the uh, the preceding albums, it just seemed a little uh, softer. It seemed a little laid back, especially when they were getting more, uh, like I said earlier, polished. And and yeah, this time I was like, okay, the guitar is sounding good. Uh, you guys, voice, it's still a little, uh, still a little uh, poppy, you know, it doesn't have that same uh, ruggedness to it, but then again, this is one of their, it sounds like a great Dirty Nil ballad, you know, this, this reminds me of, uh, I can't remember the name of the songs, but they're slower numbers from Higher Power, I'm like, okay, this, this feels like a step in the right direction, I think his voice is still a little too clean, but whatever, and... That all being said, Dirty Nil, at least uh, based on this song, it sounds like an old, it sounds like an old pup song, you know, <laughs> you know, before they got all weird and uh, uh, mathy. <laughs> I mean, they were a little bit back then, but yeah, but not <laughs> compared to the uh, last album. Oh man, they got they got super weird. <laughs> yeah, I still have to. I still have to listen to that album again because the first round it was just like, okay, there's a lot going on here. It's great. It's great, but I really need to uh, let this settle. <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, that's what Dirty Nil uh, appears to be doing. But if Dirty Nil is reminding me of another band uh, initially rather than, their, rather than themselves, well, that's kind of a problem. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, bye bye Big Bear. It's uh, it's instilling some hope in me. I hope that they are bringing back that that rugged uh, sort of a uh, sort of Heartland rock sound because they could so these bands they could so easily just pass off as just a straight rock and roll band, right? <laughs> and these guys they're like uh, like the Hot Water Music of Canada. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? I I hear I hear that first album and I just think. Uh, you know, hefty bearded men in flannel jackets just uh, trudging through the snow. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the music. It just gave them their personality. So I'm like, okay, that's what, that's what the Dirty Nil is. But then the previous albums, they sounded like they were just, uh, it sounded more, close, more closely related to that of the Menzingers. Okay. I'm like, guys... So there's already a Menzingers. There's already a pup. We want more of you. This is just sounding a little strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, who am I to talk? I'm just a jaded fan, I guess. <laughs> it's like, I, I just hope the best for the bands that I love. I want to be excited about them again. <laughs> right. You know, and higher power excited me, so that's the standard I hold them to. So I guess that's on me. But you know, if you like uh, if you like your pop punk music a little more reserved and a little more sleek, then yeah, Dirty Nil's got it in there for you. Cool. Anyway, that's uh, that's all I got to say about uh, Dirty Nil. I've uh, I've talked about them on this show before. I've had Higher Power on as a great cover to cover album. 
I can't remember which episode. I know it was a. I know it was a while ago. <laughs> like definitely within the first, uh, within my first year of co-hosting this. <laughs> right. So that goes to show how far back my listening to them has gone. So yeah, I may even talk about that album again. We'll see. But I've done enough talking about this band for ten episodes. So let's uh, move on to some uh, much more lesser-known bands who are uh, well further away from Canada. <laughs> Excellent. Yes, we're going to head to the UK on this episode. Between Eric and I, I mean, everything until we get to the end of the episode is new releases. But they fit in the categories that we placed them in. We're going to get to a band, Bamboo Vipers. They're from Hampshire in UK. Uh, We had Sean on episode 59.5 for an interview way back in August of 2018. I've released three singles. I think this is the third single of this year. And one thing that I, I thought about after the single was released is, you know what, I do like when bands release singles because if you're into cover art and the art that might reflect an album, well, you might really be into the fact that bands that release several singles or on a single basis, rather, they're constantly putting out different artworks that may be reflective of the single, not just artwork reflective of the album. So, yeah, and I, really, I really respect that about... a. Uh about bands, just sort of like a, instead of just a promoting a single with a weird still shot of uh, you know them behind a brick wall or whatever, it's right? Like, you know, it's like get creative, get people excited about that. Absolutely, and I think you will be with uh, stuff of Bamboo Vipers. Check them out. I want to thank Sean for always reaching out and uh, pointing out when Bamboo Vipers are going to release stuff. We're going to play the newest single, which came out this month, December third. Uh, We're going to play the track Runt of the Litter. Like I said, singles are the releases of the Bamboo Vipers, at least recently. Uh, There's three this year. Go check out the other two. I like those as well. But this is the newest, so let's get into Runt of the Litter.
Well, that happened. <laughs> yes, awesome stuff. Uh, go check out the other two tracks. I really like that one. I like Run to the Litter. I like Bamboo Vipers. I hope you get to see Sean in person one day. Love the interview. Uh, we do so many cool interviews, and it's great that people take their time, and we get to know people a little bit, and it's great to get to meet some of them in person. So hopefully one day. Uh, looking forward to more from the Bam and Boo Vipers. Like I said, three singles released in 2022. Hoping for more to come. Uh, let's get into some more new stuff. Uh, the next band, that one was from the UK. We're going to go to somebody with a similar accent, I suppose, but we're going to go to the other side of the world. Yeah, similar accent and a somewhat similar flag. Right. I mean, they got the whole British flag in there. It's just to lodge it up in the one little corner. Right. And when I say similar, you can tell the difference. It's like uh, if you're not from the U.S. and you hear somebody talking, yes, uh, you know they're from the U.S., but... If they're from Georgia compared to if they're from Salt Lake, there's a difference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's or, what I mean by it's similar. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and even if uh, even if you're from uh, Connecticut or New York or Boston, yeah. you can hear the slight differences between those three Northeast accents. Right. Yeah, but of course we're speaking in uh, absolutes here. <laughs> yes. Uh, back on the Australian note, the band Convict Class. They are from Warmum. Wormambool, hopefully I'm saying that right. I've never even heard of that. I'll have to look that up on the map. I should have looked it up ahead of time. Wormambool, Australia. Uh, I want to thank Shane. Sean was in the last band. Shane is in this band. And I want to thank Shane for reaching out. Uh, the band Convict Class released Demolition EP. That demo hyphen lition, demolition. I was noticing that. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's really clever. Right? And I'm thinking, why didn't I name my demo something clever like that? Like, Demon. There you go, people. That, like demo dash N. <laughs> right? That is an idea for anybody out there in a band uh, on a way to put a take on your demo. Oh, yeah. Or like a de uh, demonstrosity. Yes. Demonster. <laughs> yes, I like it. There's definitely a lot of ways you can go with it. In this case, it's Demolition. They released it October 28th of this year. Uh, some cool tracks on it. The one we're going to check out together now is We Are Not, but yes, we are. Yes, we are. We are going to check it out together, but the track is We Are Not, so here we go. Cook. 
I think that song is hilarious, but fantastic at the same time. I love the We Are Not, and they name it off all the rock and roll, like the 70s rock and roll bands, because the first time I heard it, I thought, man, there's so much 70s rock and roll sound, even though this still sounds very punk. It has a lot of 70s rock and roll sound, and then you hear them listing off all these names, like the Stones and Credence and so forth. Yeah, that's the thing. It reminded me of the earliest of uh, Motorhead recordings. Because, I mean, you listen to the first album, it sounds, uh, it's pretty close to being just a punk rock album. Right. You know, it's not until, uh, you know, it wasn't until later down the line they started developing their own sound. But Lemmy still had his uh, noticeable bass tone in there. And that's what it sounded like in this song. Just that driving, crunchy bass line. Right. I thought it was great. The lyrics to me were, like I said, they were hilarious, but just great and just listening to it the whole time and really describing what I was thinking before they got to that section. And it's funny about, you know, we're not a famous band. Uh, We won't charge you much to listen to our shows, buy us a beer, you know, Uh, hilarious. I think it's funny. Uh, Definitely get out there and check out Convict Class, that Demolition EP has more tracks to check out. I think it was five-track EP, if I'm not mistaken. It was five or six, somewhere in that range. Uh, A lot of other cool tracks to check out. We Are Not, I think, is the one that kicks it off. Uh, What did you think? I thought it was good. I wasn't really uh, paying too much attention to the... uh Lyrics, but I do, uh, I do love that uh, poppy catch in the chorus. Well, I'm not famous. <laughs> right? No, like, yeah, it's a sort of a rattling at home. Well, if anybody else missed it on the lyrics, you can go back through and check it out. I've looked up where Warmambool is in Australia, and it is uh, like the south. You know, Tasmania is south of Australia, and Melbourne is like in one section, it's almost like an inlet of sorts. I, I mean, when you're looking at it or there, it probably doesn't. But when you look at it on a map, it is on the west southern, very, you know, like southern t- area. Not quite the tip where Cape Otway is, but there you go. That's where, where the band's uh, from in Warmumble. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the population is a little over 35,000, in case you're curious. And that's that. Let's get into the next band. Eric, uh, both you and I are playing some newer tracks here in the lesser-known category. We'll call it that since it's not neither or older. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not older, but the, uh, the band in question, that being the transmission now, is, well, they got some years under their belt. <laughs> they formed back in uh, 2010. And they have had, they've been putting out music since uh, 2012. They released their self-titled album that year. I have not listened to it. In fact, I was introduced to them via their 2014 EP, White Knight. And that was also from doing a review for Slug Magazine back nice. in the day. And yeah, I really like that EP. I think it's great. I think it hones in a lot of that, uh, uh, this kind of uh, urban sound, just sort of uh, not exactly soundscapey, but it's layered is what I'm talking about. Cool. So when I, and so I've been sort of uh, out of the loop with uh, Transmission now, but since then they haven't released too much. They released, uh, uh, they released another EP in 2017. I don't know the title off the top of my head. I had it open, and now it's gone, but <laughs> that's okay. And, but yeah, earlier this year, that being uh, uh, September, 
September 5th? Yeah, September 5th of this year, they released their second full-length album, that being Bullseye. Wow, 10 years, two albums. Pretty gnarly. Right? <laughs> but hey, if they're... They were busy in between, you know. In between those 10 years, they had two EPs, which is the equivalent of a full length. So, yeah, they actually had... They're not lacking. They're not... Yeah, they're not slacking. That's what I mean. (laughs) But, Bullseye. I've listened to this album uh, quite a few times, and what do I think of it? Well, it can be met with a a definitive... It's all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It is. It is all right. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. There was just a... It just didn't grab me, you know? I I gave it multiple chances, and I'm like, I really want to like this, but it just seems too... Uh, too easy, <laughs> too easily digestible. I'm like, okay, this is a, I guess in a sense you could say it's a comfort food because it's not bad. It's not, certainly not. They are good at doing what they are doing, and what they're doing is creating this nice little uh, uh, sort of angsty, uh, poppy punk rock. It's not exactly pop punk, but it's, uh, you know, it's softer than what we're used to. Uh, but that being said, it just seemed like it was... Uh, one note. <laughs> okay. And it was uh, it was sort of it was it was hard for me to pick out like a a standout track on this. There weren't too many. There was there were parts anyway that I thought were uh, that I thought were pretty good. Something to write home about. But this overall album, I'm like, eh, it's it's okay. It's not going to be on heavy rotation for me. However, there was a song that uh, that did stand out to me. It's called Quota Buster. And I like this one because it was slower and just had a little bit more intensity to it. Cool. It just had a, like a, it just had this sort of uh, urgency in the vocals, and you know, it wasn't. And like I said, it's not fast. Or did I even say that? No, no I said it was intense. Right. It's because it's not fast that it's intense on there, and it's got a bit of a, a bit of a bluesiness in there. You know, you'll you'll hear it when I listen to it. You sort of have to. Uh, not exactly use your imagination, but just be just open your ears okay. <laughs> for it. So yeah, here is uh, one of the latest from Transmission. Now this is Quota Buster.
So yeah, some uh, some blues underlying uh, segments in the uh, in the background, but it's uh, like I said, you really gotta have to listen to it to pick up on it. Not until the end in that little uh, you know, in that little uh, guitar outro does it you know does it become more apparent. So anyway, I really I like that song, and I I still really love uh, Transmission. Now I think they are a great band, uh, just based on the. Uh, just based on the four songs I love by them and the now five songs I love by them. Awesome. <laughs> you know, I still think they, I still think they got some uh, potential. I still think they got a lot of growth, despite the fact that they're over 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I, still think they could, I still think they could do good things. So, yeah, I just got to go and uh, dive more into their uh, back catalog. Like I said, I got to listen to that self-titled. I got to listen to that other EP they put out. I've been sort of out of the loop with the uh, softer sounding punk, <laughs> but I'm I'm working. I'm getting back into it now. So that was the transmission. Now, <laughs> there are a lot of nows. <laughs> this is now. Now you're looking at now. <laughs> when? What happened to then? We passed it. When? Just now. <laughs> <laughs> when will the transmission be now? Soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go to the Netherlands. The band's from Kikerdome in Netherlands. The band is Ford's Fuzz Inferno. I want to thank Hans for uh, sharing this with us. Uh, there's a series of EPs released by Ford's Fuzz Inferno over the last year, a little over a year, I believe. And the band features Hans on lead, vocal, and guitar, and then Patrick on drums. Yes, the band is a duo. Uh, I like the duo sounds. A lot of them, you get the kind of the fuzz guitars to kind of give the effect of, you know, that full sound of a three, four-piece band and so forth. Yeah. So, uh, cool band. The band started January 29th of 2021, so they are about a month and a half away from two years as a band. Like I said, there are a handful of EPs out there. Head over to the Bandcamp page and you can check it out. They are going to be officially releasing as a 7-inch Death to the Fuzz Family EP on January 2nd of this year. But you can already go on to the Bandcamp and check it out. We're going to check out a track from that EP, uh, Death to the Fuzz Family. The track from Ford's Fuzz Inferno is called Ups and Downs. It's the first track on the A-side. So here goes. We'll see what you think.
Ford's Fuzz Inferno. I played them, I believe, over on Punkanoi Worldwide, something off of the previous EP when I was playing bands from Netherlands. Uh, good stuff. Go check it out. There's four other tracks on that Death to the Fuzz Family EP. What'd you think of the Fuzz? The Fuzz? Well, the Fuzz got me buzz. <laughs> <laughs> In a manner of speaking. It was, uh, it was nice. I like that uh, rampant, consistent beat. It just was like, uh, it was just really hammering on there. Right. <laughs> Give it that, uh, just sort of gave it that added aggression. Right. I, I like, like that. It. I do too. Uh, good stuff. Go check them out. Like I said, they are from Kickerdom. I think that's how you say it. Uh, K-E-K-E-R-D-O-M. Kickerdom, Netherlands. That's Forge Fuzz Inferno. We're about to talk about some uh, concerts, live shows, any that Eric might have gone to and maybe some we upcoming are. ones. But we're going to throw a Christmas song in. And Eric uh, doesn't even know which one it is yet. Yeah, this will be a bit of a surprise for me. Much like in the spirit of Christmas. Yes. You know, you don't know until you, uh, well, until you see it, in this case, hear it. In this case, it's going to be The Cribs in the bleak of midwinter. I figure we talked about it on the last episode. We talked about it on this episode. Why not play it on this episode? And then we'll see what you think. Yeah, we finally get to crack the case of the bleak midwinter. I mean, it's not even a case. We've just been <laughs> talking about it so much, we'll finally get a bit of a payoff here. Well, it's released on Dammit Records. Uh, love Dammit Records. Love to support Dammit Records. Uh, the Cribs had a previous release. I think it was like 78 RPM or something like that uh, with some cool tracks I played, I believe, over on Punkinoy Worldwide. But uh, here... In the bleak of midwinter, the single was released on December 3rd. You can go over to the Bandcamp page of Dammit Records, find the cribs, find this track, uh, buy the track, because proceeds from this particular track are going to go to the Trussell Trust Food Bank Charity. Great time of year to participate in and stuff like that, especially a food bank. So get out there, buy the track, support the band, support Dammit Records. Here we go with the cribs bringing us in the bleak. Uh, in the bleak midwinter. Like a 
Bleak Midwinter, The Cribs. Okay. We finally got that yes. out of the way. Absolutely. Finally got that resolved. If, if and there was a thing to resolve. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was cool. I am not familiar with the original as I think you are. I mean, you at least knew enough about it that you knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think? I mean, it was fine. Punk versions are always better, right? <laughs> when it comes to Christmas songs, most things are better. <laughs> oh, God. I have yet to hear a rendition, a punk rendition anyway, of 12 Days of Christmas, which is, I, I said it last year when I gave the, when I talked about the parody song of 12 Pains of Christmas, which is, which is hilarious. I love it. But the original hymn, the original carol, Oh, God. Oh, God. Will you shut up about your fucking rings and your hens and the, how many dancers, how many drummers, how many fucking maids you got? Nobody cares. <laughs> you, you keep telling us about it. You keep telling us about it. All you know is that you got a lot of birds and a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe on another episode... Uh, but on this episode, that was it. Go check out the Cribs again. That track supports uh, charity there. Go check it out. The, the Trussell Trust food charity. And, yeah, help out. Oh, it's a great time of year to help out. Eric, we're going to do some great cover-to-cover albums. But before we do those, we typically talk about what now? We talk about food. Oh. oh, wait, that's my other podcast. No, we talk <laughs> about places we've been. Those places being venues and other such concert halls to where we view performances of musicians playing songs that they have written, sometimes cover songs. In other words, this is when we talk about concerts we have attended. Right. Well, what <laughs> did you attend this last week? Well, to put plainly, I attended two death metal shows in one night. Wow. Yeah. Oh God. The hustle. Oh boy. This was a yeah. This was quite a uh, quite a reliving of my uh, days when I had more spring in my step and more bang in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a it was a nice little trip down a uh, memory lane, at least as far as endurance is concerned. Because I had I went to two shows that night. One of which was undeath enforced. Um, philophobe, philophobe. I don't remember the name of that other band. It's such a, it was such a weird name. And 200 stab wounds. Unfortunately, the latter had to drop. They got snowed in coming from the Northwest. Dang it. Well, that time of year, especially coming in here, like if you're going to come to Utah, we appreciate it because it's good to get out and go see a show. But uh, we recommend doing it maybe March or so at the earliest mm-hmm. through like maybe early November. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> if you're coming from east. If you're coming from Colorado and going into Utah and vice versa, it's, uh, it's a fucking mess, I tell you. You're better <laughs> off going through... Uh, you're better off going up through Wyoming. It's a bit of a longer trek, but it's not as treacherous. Right. Yeah, I would know. I've done that. I've done both of those treks many times. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's a that's not the point. The I, point I is about, about the show. Yeah. No two hundred stab wounds. But who did you get to see? I got to see Enforced. That was the main band I was there to see. And boy, I tell you, Enforced was crazy. They were the band that really stole the show that night. Well, I mean, I didn't stick around for the whole show because I had to get to another one, as I said. But uh, let me get this other band's name. Phobophilic. Okay. Okay. Oh, so you, uh, you love phobias, apparently? 
I okay. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but Phobophilic was the first band to play, and they're uh, yeah, Phobophilic. They're from North Dakota, which is uh, already something uh, uh, that's a standout to them. Right. I don't know of much any other bands from North Dakota, so good for them, I guess. <laughs> right. And they were good. They were like, uh, you know, they were pretty standard death metal, at least standard to my ears. It wasn't it wasn't anything uh, for me to write home about, but they were cool. They were all right. You could tell they were a little uh, tour fatigued because uh, there wasn't much interaction with the crowd. The singer was a little like, uh, yep. You, know, you could tell he was, uh, I guess, not exactly uh, burned out, just worn out. Okay. You know, it's not like he was, uh, I didn't get the essence that he didn't want to be there, but I think he was just like, okay, I need to catch my breath now. What is, okay, we got two more songs, two more songs. Stick around, buy the merch. Just hitting all the uh, Coming all the to Utah, points. high elevation, yeah. too. That can uh, affect people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, in Forced, they were the opposite of that. Holy shit, did they just, like, go off. And the, it was in Kilby Court, which is a very small venue. The stage is about six inches off of the ground floor. So, yeah, you don't really have a... Don't really have a choice to not interact with the crowd. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And their singer, he, uh, yeah, Knox, he was in it. He was going all over the place. And there were people, like, jumping up and, like, uh, crowd surfing up to the front. People were diving into the crowd. He dove into the crowd a couple of times. And, <laughs> you know, he's a pretty big dude. Like, he's, uh, he's pretty stout, we'll say that, you know, and... Yeah, but people were holding him up. He was just loving. He was having a good old time. And everyone else was just like, uh, everyone else was feeling it. Awesome. I was up front. I was with uh, Will from uh, Skullfuck. We locked each other by the shoulders, and we were just headbanging <laughs> right in front of him. It was a great time. That's awesome. Yeah, and I went and uh, hung out with him for us for a little bit. I gave him some, uh, some of my band's stickers with all the info written on the back of them in Sharpie. Awesome. <laughs> so it's like, yep, I got to... I got to make sure that they can find us somehow. Uh, only talked with uh, Knox, their uh, singer, and uh, uh, their drummer, whose name I, I did not remember. Okay. Yeah, but that, that's okay. The point is, they were lovely people, lovely guys to talk to, lovely guys to hang out with. And, yeah, I told them, next time they come through, if you are touring again, hit me up. We'll set up a show together. We're a band that is uh, sonically of similar build. I think we could get along swimmingly. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a great show. I did not stick around for Undeath, unfortunately, because, one, I've seen Undeath. They are a great band. I would have loved to have seen them live, especially in a small venue like Kilby, because the last time I saw them was when they were opening up for, uh, I believe it was, it was either Cannibal Corpse or Dying Fetus, one of those death metal shows that I saw earlier this year. And that was at the Metro Bar. Okay. Yeah, and Metro is a pretty uh, reasonably sized club. You know, it's uh, it's your standard size. Kilby Court is a fucking garage. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's awesome that way. And if uh, and I would have loved to have seen if they could have matched the intensity of Enforced. But alas, I had to head to another venue for another death metal show. Awesome. And that death metal show was huge. I mean, you had four of the biggest names in contemporary death metal that included cattle decapitation that also included carcass and obituary and amon amarth the save the flagships 
And I mean the Viking ships, if it were, for Viking death metal. <laughs> oh, my God, they are amazing. I've seen them one other time. It was at the Murray Theater, which is a not exactly... Not exactly a sizable venue, right? And it's it's pretty small. At Murray Theater, they don't do shows there anymore. At least not concerts. They do, uh, you know, they're more a community theater, you know. And they were doing both for a while. And Amon and Marth, I saw them there, and this was back in 2014. They are an established band. They have been established <laughs> for well over 10 years at that point. So for them to play in a little uh, sort of hole in the wall venue like that, that was a sight to be seen. And it was great. That was a great show. And I got in for free. That was, a fu- that was really funny because I went in. Uh, I was standing in line with uh, my friends. They had already bought their tickets. I was planning on buying mine at the door, only to find that people were coming down at the end of the line, like saying, hey, are you selling tickets? you selling tickets? I'm like, oh, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> and my buddy's like, ah, well, man, you should have bought your ticket in advance. And I'm like, I know. I just didn't want to pay the fucking fees. And then I saw my friend who uh, used to work at Murray Theater uh, was uh, passing out flyers for upcoming shows. And I, and I flag him down like, hey, dude, is there anything you could do to get me into the show tonight? He's like, yeah, you know what? I actually got a bunch of will call tickets that I was saving for some friends. So, yeah, here's your will call. So then I was looking at my buddy who was uh, sort of giving me the life <laughs> lesson of like buy your tickets in advance. And I was just like flagging the ticket in his face. I got it for free. <laughs> I can see Amonimarth for free. <laughs> that was Amonimarth, Skeleton Witch, and Enslaved. That was a good show. And uh, and yeah, for this one, being that my, uh, because of my late arrival, I missed all three of the opening bands. Obituary, uh, not too sad about. I've seen them uh, twice before. And although I love them, I love them so much. They are like my favorite OG death metal band. From, you know, from the 90s, pretty much, the 80s and 90s, when it was still, like, uh, finding its footing. Right. You know? I was uh, really bummed that I missed Carcass and Cattle Decapitation. I have not seen either of those bands. And, you know, they... I even pointed this out. Like, all four of those bands have their distinctive styles. And I was like, Cattle Decapitation, they are vegan death metal. Carcass, they're surgical death metal. Right. Obituary, they're American gore death metal. And Amon Amarth, like I said before, is Viking death metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carcass, if you, uh, if you listen to that band, you know that, like, uh, even, especially in their first album, when they were still like a grind band, Reek of Putrefication, a lot of, they even admitted in interviews that when they were writing the lyrics, they were referencing a medical dictionary <laughs> just to be as like gruesome and precise and just, and I guess accurate. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, good for you guys. <laughs> yeah, but Carcass, they're not a grind band anymore. They're uh, one of the flagship bands of uh, mellow death metal from uh, Sweden. Okay. Yeah, which is where Amonomarth is from as well. And... And yeah, you have Cattle Decap and Obituary repping uh, death metal from the States. It was a good lineup. It was a great lineup. Wish I was there for the whole thing, but oh, damn. But it's okay. Carcass and uh, Cattle Decap, I don't know too well. Amonomarth, I also don't know too well. I know a, a few albums of theirs, but they put on a hell of a show. And... I saw, I saw little videos that my friends sent me from the last time they were here in 2019. 
I missed that show because I was so broke. <laughs> oh. That happens. I had to go see Rancid and Dropkick Murphys separately for like the millionth fucking time, but I couldn't afford to see him on a month. And I kicked myself in the ass for missing that show because that's the second time in a row I missed At The Gates in <laughs> Salt Lake. Two times I missed At The Gates. And I'm, I'm still pissed about myself. Just, <laughs> oh, God. That's a, that's a stories for another day. The fact is, the fact is I, so help me God, I was not going to miss another Amon Amarth set. And I get there five minutes before they go on. I Good timing. Yeah. And... Then the yeah you know, the lights go out and their stage walking music is nothing none other than run to the hills. Awesome. I'm like yeah that makes sense. <laughs> and then they just have this huge banner on stage and these uh and then the strobe lights. Uh, I'm sorry, not strobe lights. These uh, uh these lights are projecting uh these designs that are runes, which are basically their logo, and it just lands right on this uh, sheet that's covering the front of the stage. And then you just hear a one, two, three, four, and then the curtain drops, and there is Amana Marth, all burly and bearded and well built. <laughs> and there's Johan, uh, Johan Hig right in the front, and he's just like throwing his fist up in the air and just enticing everybody to go, hey, hey, hey. And what should they be starting off with? But they're. Uh, Seminal single, we are guardians of Asgard. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I thought they were gonna save that song till like towards the end. That's like their most recognizable song, but nope, right out of the gate. All right, fine. Nice. And by then, I like uh, swam through that sea of people to get to the front. I was meeting a friend there, and I finally got to her. I was like, yes, okay. Now we're gonna. Now we're just gonna kick back and have a good time, and it was and it was awesome. Like I said, they put on a great show. They had this. Uh, the drum riser had this uh, giant uh, skull in front of it. It looked like an animal, or a, it, who am I kidding? It's a demon skull. And they had <laughs> monitors in the eye holes that was just nothing but uh, flames. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it had these big old horns coming out, so just to sort of like uh, keep the. Keep the drums in a chamber. At least it looked like that. How would it be to be in a band where you make that much and you're that recognizable to bring a stage set up, whatever, around with you? That's that cool. God, around the world, man. Right? <laughs> oh, God. And they even, uh, during a pursuit of the Vikings, they had two guys come out and they were dressed like the Vikings. Two guys, and they get in a sword fight. <laughs> nice. Oh, well, Awesome. And then one of the other songs, I, oh God, I can't remember which song it was, but they have this tradition where they have everybody get down onto the floor and they start rowing. <laughs> they just make that rowing motion. And me, I didn't participate in that. I was just standing with my friend. And I looked at her like, you know, we're just the ocean. You can't <laughs> row without the water. So we're the water. <laughs> just wave your hands around. Yeah, wiggle like the waves. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But I, I was having a fun time. It was a great show. Yeah, again, bummed I missed the uh, opening bands, but but it's okay. I was making connections at at another one because you know the thing is those death metal bands, those bands as big as they are, they all started off somewhere. They right? were all everybody's favorite underground band. That's you know, true. 
They weren't, uh, you know, they weren't industry plants. <laughs> Death metal is big, but it's not that big, fellas. Right. <laughs> like all the death metal bands, I shouldn't say all of them, I shouldn't talk at absolutes, but the majority of them come from very humble beginnings. Yeah, they just had, they just had a pretty twisted imagination and they ran with this. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, and that's what, uh, and that's what I was doing with, uh, at the show at Kilby Court. It's like, these guys need the attention more than these guys do. Not to say, yeah, not to say that they're, one side is more deserving than the other because, right. you know, but you have an established band. It's like they're not going to hurt if uh, one or two members don't attend their show. True. <laughs> you know, these guys, they need, uh, they need all the help they can get. You know, that's why I was there. Not because I love the bands, but because, you know, I appreciate the hustle. Me being in a band myself, you know, I want to get back what I give. Right. You know, it's all that, uh, uh, you know, the, the old do unto others adage. Absolutely. So, yeah, and of course, to make the connections, just be like, hey, here's my, the closest <laughs> thing we have to a business card. It's a sticker <laughs> with That's shit the best written kind of on it in the back. Card, right? <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. So, but though I think I should make some actual business cards. <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. Less stuff that I have to write. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's true. Might so, not always have a Sharpie nearby. Oh, I have a Sharpie everywhere I go. <laughs> it's like my, my Sharpie, my water bottles, my notebook, and my pills. That always goes with me. So, yep, there we go. Okay, th and those are the two shows that I attended in this uh, last week. Two shows, one night, all death metal, heavy as hell, and I am very, very sore in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I bet. Well... Uh, I don't have too many shows to mention, mostly the same stuff uh, recently, but if you are going to be in Corona, California, Saturday the 16th, I think, no, it's Friday, sorry, Friday the 16th, you can go to Crucial Oi Christmas Party Number 2, uh, Drink Drink Punk presents this show, and bands are going to be Criminal Outfit and the Provos, uh, looks like it's going to be at, what is it, Union Barber and Beer Lodge, I love the name. Uh, so go there, check it out. It's only eight bucks. It's all ages until 11 p.m. The bands are playing eight until 11 p.m. But then afterwards, it looks like there's a shift and DJ will be playing 11 till close. But go to Corona, California, and you can check out Criminal Outfit. They're awesome playing with the Provos. Uh, we have a place called Provo here. No relation, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, Integrity and Spirit World playing together in January. I, I just want to bring those up because we did do that interview with Stu recently, and he was mentioning that was coming up. January 13th, 14th, and 15th in Houston, Austin, and Dallas. Integrity and Spirit World, if you want to go check that out. Oh, how I wish. How I wish I was there. <laughs> it could happen. You know, it, it'll, maybe some magic thing like the free ticket uh, when the show was sold out will happen to you. Who knows? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Don't hold your breath, though. We'll see how, <laughs> we'll see how uh, much lucky stripes I have in the bank. <laughs> uh, coming up this weekend, uh, talking about it, Eric and I did our covers episode, which I released later and I wanted, but it was out a couple days ago, so go check that out. We talk more in depth about this and other uh, shows around this time of year, raising money for various causes. Uh, and then I did the episode back in November over on Punkin' Worldwide with CJ of Racist Kramer. 
talking about Friends Miss Eve, a punk rock Christmas. It benefits the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. It's going to be this Saturday, the 17th, at Urban Lounge. It's free entry, raffle prizes, tons of stuff. They got like wakeboards, fishing trips, uh, all kinds of other things. I wish I could think of them all offhand. My mind went blank. Those two popped into my head, but they have so much stuff. There's a raffle. All the money is going to go to the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. It is at Urban Lounge, so it is 21 and older, but get there around 7, or at least I assume that's when the doors open. You can check out bands, Racist Kramer, Cop Drama, Fail to Follow, Damn Dirty Vultures, Pirates of the Promised Land, all doing various cover sets. It's going to be hosted by Terry Myers. Get out there, check it out if you're here in Salt Lake. And then finally, I'll be continuing to mention this so often, but Destination Chaos, if you want to go, you should Get after getting tickets to get to Dominican Republic, travel like that. We usually plan a little bit out in advance to get there because it's a little more costly. But, man, at this time of year, who doesn't want to be in the DR? Uh, you can go to DestinationChaos.com. It's going to be in Puerto Plata in Dominican Republic at the Experience at the Senator Resort. Uh, I think they have room packages, single-day tickets, all of those t- things It is an all-inclusive week of music, comedy, and drinks, culinary madness, and tropical debauchery. Who doesn't want to get into that? Those days, again, are January 28th through February 4th. Again, it is a music and comedy festival. Uh, Bands such as, or throughout the week, because that's an entire week, Iggy Pop, Descendants, Parquet Quartz, I had to look them up. They're based out of New York. Gogo Bordello, Peter Hook and the Light, performing Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures album, Amelon Sniffers, Bouncing Souls, Shame, The Chats, Amigo the Devil, The Bronx, who will be touring with Grade 2 and Rancid in Europe next year, Teenage Bottle Rocket, Starcrawler, Grade 2, A Giant Dog, The Cat Lady, Moscow Death Brigade, Los Perics, Lemmy Winks, Thick, Shido, Crazy in the Brains, who we had on the show not too long ago, and Vicious Dreams. A lot of good stuff. Again, that schedule is like daily. DJ, 12 to 5 approximately, and then a couple bands every single night. It's kind of spread throughout. Comedians throughout. A couple different stages. So many cool things. We'll talk more in depth on those stage times and so forth as we get closer. But get out there to Destination Chaos in the DR. I'm jealous if you're getting to go, but like I told Eric, you never know until you know, uh, until, or until at least until it comes and goes. Eric, that's all I have. Any shows you want to add before we move on to those albums? I do. I don't have a lot uh, coming up, uh, not even in the next week. So this is going to be me covering uh, shows that are gonna uh, that are coming up throughout the uh, up to the end of the month. Um, this Friday, the 16th, is the. Uh, Fifth Annual Anti-Christmas Suicide Prevention Benefit Show. Brought to you by Parker McIntyre of Captain Daniels and the Sunnybrook Sailors. Cool. Yeah, He does this every year. My band played one last year, and he, he switches up the lineup every year. Every year there is a new set of bands, uh, except for his band. His band <laughs> always plays it. And you know, why not? He's the fucking host. He's got right? to. Yeah, he's got to. Uh, this year's uh, lineup includes Deathblow, Ulteriors, Sacrilegion, and Violent Unrest. So, uh, pretty divi- diverse, uh, yeah, a pretty diverse lineup. You got thrash, you got death metal, you got old school punk, you got hardcore, and you have, you know, pirate folk punk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a great that's a great lineup. I'm gonna be going to that. It's uh, at Aces High. Starts at 8 p.m. and uh, it's a benefit show, so please bring your donations. 
because uh, suicide, um, yeah, what is it? Attempted suicide and uh, results of suicide uh, skyrocket around this time, right? The season of perpetual hope, the season of goodwill towards men. Well, goodwill towards uh, other people uh, doesn't mean a lot if you don't have goodwill towards yourself, right? So, True. yeah. So that's why we do this every year. And I say we, we, because we're all participating in this. Whether you're spectating, whether you're playing, or whether you're promoting or putting it on, that's, you're doing your part, and that's awesome. So yeah, like I said, ace is high, 8 p.m., bring, uh, bring some cash. Sweet. Bring, no, whether it be pennies or, uh, <laughs> or a whatever check. Whatever you got. Whatever you, can, whatever you can do. Yeah, cut a check. <laughs> uh, anyway, I should also... Uh, I also got to bring up the uh, Despite Despair record release show. It was not on the 11th. It was supposed to be on the 17th, but that has since got canceled. Okay. So, yeah, um, unfortunately, that's not happening anymore. Uh, the other bands that were on there, Hemwick, Fight the Future, and Portraits, I don't believe are doing anything to uh, uh, rekindle what could still be passed off as a show. But Okay. That's, uh, it's okay. This uh, shit happens. Uh, on the 28th, um, this is going to be more of a uh, metal show with uh, Moon Wizard, Tact, Simeon, and Mighty Liars. Now, Simeon is formerly known as Rakshazi. Okay. And I played <laughs> Rakshazi on here before. That is the band of my former bass player, Drew Percy. Oh, yeah. Yep. So he uh, basically how it went is like uh, he, he was the driving force behind that band. They played, to my knowledge, one show at uh, the old loading dock. And I, I don't know with who, but they released a couple of singles, one of which I played on this show. And then the members just sort of uh, left. <laughs> so Drew held on to the uh, music. He uh, rebranded the band as in he got new uh, players and gave it a different name. And now they are playing at Urban Lounge on the 28th. Cool. That's going to be uh, $12, starts at 7 p.m. Have fun there. And on the 30th, two major shows are happening. Well, one major show is happening. Another one is a bit smaller. Back at Urban Lounge, uh, Eagle Twin and Hemwick are going to be playing together. Cool. Yeah, two very different bands. Hemwick is just so is just a lot of chaotic instrumental metal music, and Eagle Twin is just uh, slow, sludgy, fucking doom music. It's good stuff. It's, uh, it's one of the bands that uh, Gentry formed, and Gentry is uh, from Iceburn from way back in the day. <laughs> if anyone remembers Iceburn, holy shit, that was a sight to be seen, a sight to be heard. Holy fuck. Oh, God. It's like, how just weird, uh, dis weird Discord and hardcore music with a fucking saxophone. It's so bizarre. Strange. I'll check that out. Oh, yeah. I know Gentry, and I know Eagle Twin, and I know he was in previous band, but I'm not that familiar with that music. Iceburn was like his uh, flagship band. Okay. And, he's a, and he is a very, he is musically proficient. He majored in, uh, he went to, a, I can't remember which college, but he major, majored in jazz. Okay. So, yeah, he's. Uh, That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So he knows what he's up to. Right. Okay. But the, uh, the big show that night is going to be at the Depot. And that will include the Anchorage, Wicked Bears, and Racist Kramer, all of our local pop, punk rock darlings, opening up for the Bouncing Souls. Awesome. Oh, my God. I am excited for that one. I have my ticket. I have all these songs memorized. I am ready, ready, ready 
to sing along forever. Yes. Once again. <laughs> oh, man. I love Bouncing Souls. I have nothing but good things to say about those guys. They are just so, they are the best pick-me-up music I could ever think of. It's like, if you're in a bad mood, just put on the Bouncing Souls. It'll perk you right the fuck up. Right. I love them. I love them. I love them. I'm glad they're coming back. I'm going to have a hell of a time. I hope everyone else who is going has a good time as well, which is damn near impossible to not. <laughs> okay, and finally, on the last day of the new year, there are two shows happening that day, the first of which is going to be happening at the Beehive. Zodiac Killer is having their EP release show. With Bound, Mannequin Twin, and Ribbons. That's going to be, like I said, at the Bee- Beehive. Starts at 7 p.m. And it will be a $10 show. But the one that you should be going to is our anti-Christmas New Year's Eve benefit show. That is the show that me and my friend Zach and my other friend Gentry, a different Gentry, <laughs> put together for... You know, to really properly bring in the new year, which is also a uh, Halloween redemption show for my band. If you, re- if you don't recall, I played a show on Halloween in, uh, you know, earlier this year, and we were playing in a parking lot. We were told uh, we were, we were going to be done at 10. Then they said, no, we got to be done at 9.30. So 10 minutes through our set, two songs, started the third one, boink, unplugged. Bastards. <laughs> so this is sort of a redemption round for that. Cool. And and yeah, like I said, it's a benefit show. This is going to be going to uh, Rough Haven, and that is a uh, uh, that is a charity that rehouses abandoned and abused pets. Awesome. Yep. So do it for the cats and dogs, man. Absolutely. Yep. Anyway, my band, Anonymous, we're going to be playing alongside us is Goat Sifter, Marine Corps, Suffocator, Badmouth, and Skullfuck. So we, we got a stacked-ass lineup for this one. And, That's awesome. Uh, and for a house show, no less. Yeah, it's going to be at your mom's house, New Year's Eve. We're going to start this shit around uh, 5 p.m. And being that it's a Halloween redemption show, dress up. Yeah, have fun with this. There you go. You know, and the new year properly. This has been a fuckfest of a year. <laughs> at least, to me personally, it really has. So, Well, it has to the rest of the country, generally speaking. Like, individuals, okay, but not a great year for this country economically and uh, so many other things that kind of flow from that uh, in a decrease. That's Mm -hmm. a different topic, though. That's the shows. Let's get into the albums. What album did you pick? What album did I pick? What album did I pick? Well, I'm going back up to Toronto. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, no, it's... uh, Well, I'm going back up to Ontario, but to the city of Toronto, and we're going to be talking about uh, the Dirty Nils next door neighbors, so to speak, the bare minimum. Uh, now, the bare minimum was when I did my first episode on this show, I played a song from their, song, from their album, Hit After Hit, which is one of my favorite albums from that year and definitely my favorite from this band. So that is the standard to which I hold the bare minimum. Much in the same, <laughs> yep, I'm sorry, much to the same way I hold Dirty Nil to their debut album. But they're great albums. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and much like the Dirty Nil, uh, bare minimum's uh, preceding releases, uh, they didn't hit the right mark. They weren't good. They weren't bad. They're hit and miss, the songs on there, to say the least. So... 
when they had a uh, when they had a new album come out this year, that being a when was it November seventh? Yeah, almost seven <laughs> eleven, almost, almost, boys. <laughs> but that's okay. The well, I'll tell you what's not okay: the album. The bare minimum is a gateway drug. That's not okay. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this was a good. This was a good sort of a, a return to form for the bare minimum. Not entirely. Like I still think hit after hit had a lot of aggressive moments that you can still feel the little uh, the hardcore background behind the uh, behind the vocalist delivery, like a. Uh, Songs like Snake Charmer, just so chanting, like, you are a snake charmer. <laughs> uh, it sounded like some good old, uh, good old melodic hardcore, just like a heavier strike anywhere, but not so heavy where they could be considered another comeback kid. Absolutely not. They were just like somewhere in the in-between, and I really like that about them. And now they're coming back to that, to that style as if they never really left it, but this one is hitting a little harder. I'm like, okay, okay. And they know how to mix it up. They know how to keep it, they know how to slow it down. They know how to keep it reserved. They know how to amplify. They know how to just, uh, just have fun with it. They know when to be serious. And yeah, it was super hard pressed to figure out a, a good song off of this uh, record. Well, okay. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I was going to say, what? Let's say, a gooder song. <laughs> <laughs> so I came, it came down to uh, two, as we usually do, and I chose uh, Garbage in My Brain because this one is just so, I don't know, it's so lucid in a way. It's like you really have to, uh, it's like you really kind of have to turn off your brain to sort of, uh, to sort of flow with it, garbage in my brain, right. garbage in my brain, and that's why I chose it because it's catchy. You're not really paying attention to the lyrics; you're paying attention to the garbage in your brain. <laughs> yeah, let's see if you can resist it on the <clears throat> on this round. Enough of me talking. Let's start singing, garbage in my brain. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's one of their uh, softer songs. <laughs> that's super soft, but just a little more like, yeah, can dance around to this. But if you want to do some intense dancing, oh, they got some songs in there for you. They got a song called Panic, which is just, oh man, it's menacing. That's it's, awesome. It's just like a straightforward 80s hardcore song. I'm like, okay, I welcome that. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I'm looking forward to checking that out then. Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> uh, but the one that I decided to go with is... Uh, it's a song that's exemplary of all their uh, strong points. It is catchy. It hits the skate punk vibes. It hits the hardcore vibes. And it hits those little sing-along vibes. And, and I will even mention this to, uh, uh, to the subject of our, uh, next, of our, next, of our interview that we have, will be doing in the next episode. Yeah. Yep. We just did the interview. It's not on this episode. It's on the next one. Be on but, the lookout. Yes. But I did tell... Uh, yeah, but I did tell the person in question that there was a band that just sort of went for broke in, in how a lot of these uh, skate punk and pop punk songs, you need to have those little background woes and oohs and ahs, and just decided to name it a song and call it Woe. Right. And that is this band. That is the <laughs> song. This is Woe. <laughs> Stay 
yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's basically what the rest of the album uh, not necessarily sounds like, but feels like. Every, uh, every song on here hits a different... Uh, uh, they all punch, and it all feels different. It's all punching somewhere different, is what I'm saying. So, so yeah, I think it's a great. I think it's a great album. I'm excited. The bare minimum has sort of found their footing again, Good. so to speak. At least in terms <laughs> of uh, vibrancy. I still think hit after hit is uh, better. Maybe that's the nostalgia talking. Maybe there is some technical standpoint I can work into the argument, but it is not here. It is not now. The point is they have now at least two good albums to their name, in my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, bare minimum. Uh, they gave more than the bare minimum on this one. Excellent. There we go. One pun for uh, the previous Canadian band, <laughs> and now a pun for this one. Yeah. And the you know, transmission now just got a Spaceballs reference. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that, 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 there we go. There we go. Bare minimum. One of the best albums I've heard this year. So I'm liking it. Cool. Well, speaking of good albums, uh, this is also a new album of this year. Uh, the band is named Bradford Carlton. I don't know anything about this band. That sounds so New England, like colonial. It's Bradford. Weird. Bradford Carlton. Like, I don't know if it's a person, a person in the band, what they're named after. Uh, it's, uh, it's reminded me of two very specific things. Like, Carlton, that was the name of uh, Will Smith's uh, cousin in Fresh Prince. Yep. And Bradford, I remember from the Jumanji movie. <laughs> like, that, is the, that was the town... Like that was the town at which uh, where the city that uh, you know uh, Alan Parrish is. Okay. It was built upon. Like, uh, yeah, I just remember Bradford. That was the name of the town, the old school town before uh, in like the 1860s, and then it was the 1960s, and he lives in the town that was on top of it. So, uh, built on top of it. Uh, like it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter at this point. <laughs> yeah, I have no. That's just the reference. Whatever. I don't know anything about the band. I don't think that those are the two things that they combined for their band name. But who knows? I don't know. I don't know anything about the band. Uh, that would be really bizarre if that was the reasoning behind it. <laughs> oh God, that'd be a, that'd be sort of like a Matrix glitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, the band Bradford Carlton. Uh, their album, Heaven, was released on September 10th of this year, September 10th, 2022. It's new. I just came across it by Spotify. You can find this on Spotify. You can find this on iTunes. Short of that, I've Googled the band. I've looked for them on social medias. I've looked for them on Bandcamp. I don't find anything anywhere. I don't know anything else about the band other than these songs, the album cover, and that's it. I came across them by Spotify. The song that I'm going to play second, I'll get more into that, had been just popping up. You know, I'll listen to an album or something, and I'm doing something, whether it be plowing snow, doing yard work, driving in my car, and the album goes, and then, you know, it starts to fill things, which I get a lot of saints and sinners, and the take fill those in, but this started popping up. And the sound of this band was like, oh, this is probably some older punk, you, you know, and we'll get, I'm not trying to give too much away yet, but like, oh, this is probably just something I'm not familiar with, and you know, a handful of times I'm not looking at the bands, but after I hear the song a couple times, like, well, who is this? And then I see Bradford Carlton, I'm like, what's Bradford Carlton? I've never even heard of this Bradford Carlton, 
And one day recently, I looked it up and thought, you know, I was going to play this other song, and then I decided to look up the band and like, and then listen to the actual album because they just kept playing the one song. And I'm like, whoa, this is actually really good. There's one track on the album called Midnight. It's kind of, I don't know, it doesn't quite fit with everything else. Seems different to me. I'm, I'm indifferent to the song at this point. But everything else I've loved. And so I thought, shit, I'm going to play it on great cover-to-cover album. I couldn't, I just went with this track. There's so many other cool tracks I could have went with besides this one. Uh, but we're going with this one. Parent Consultation. That is the name of the track is Parent Consultation. Uh, Something that most punks need to hear. <laughs> probably true. Probably true. And uh, I'll point out that a lot of their songs sound like have familiar sounds to them to me. They did do a cover of Blitz's New Age, but they call it, it's just called New. So when you see that on there, it's a cover of New Age. So let's get into Parent Consultation. This is the band Bradford Carlton. Either. 
that's the first one. That was fun. Wasn't it? And this, it's kind of a story, right, or, or a progression, as it were, you know, talking about uh, don't want to see my parents, I owe them money, and then it's, well, I'm selling all my shit, all my records, and can't sell, can't sell the six string, I need that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, get, I get that. Yeah. So, awesome. I really like it. There's so many. Just check out the tracks. I really recommend it. This next one just had that familiar sound to it. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. Uh, I, I would hear it and I'm like, oh, this is, seems so familiar, but what is it? And then I, this is the one, Bradford Carlton. And I'm like, oh, what is this Bradford Carlton? I've never even heard of Bradford Carlton. Well, it turns out I hadn't heard of it because it's a new band. This appears to be the first release. And I can't, like I said, I can't find anything else on this band. I can't point you in any other direction other than you can check them out on Spotify, iTunes, so I assume maybe Apple Music and maybe some other streaming places, something more common like that. If anybody has any information about the band, let us know. I'd be happy to share it, especially if you're out there and you dig the band like I dig the band. Uh, I would love to know more about the band. Let's, uh, let's play one more. This is the song that kept popping up uh, on Spotify, and I'm glad it did because I really enjoy it. This is probably going to be one of my, on my list of favorite albums of the year. I like the sound, mm -hmm. uh, and we'll see. Maybe this will sound familiar to you. The name of the track is Old Feelings. Here we go with some more Bradford Carlton. These old feelings make up pick. These old feelings make up drink. These old feelings keep the time ticking away.
So what do you think of that one? Yeah, I see what you mean by, uh, by having that sense of familiarity. Right? Uh, you did mention that they cover Blitz. Yes. And that's what it sounds like. It sounds like that old school UK turn of the decade uh, from 70s into 80s. That sort of a raucous uh, punk rock sound. Right? You know, it was just like, a, you know, not quite skinhead, not quite street punk or something like that. But sort of like the, uh, uh, the, the starting point for a lot of that shit. And that's how a lot of their music is, too. It has that, exactly as you described, it's not quite street punk, not quite skinhead. It's somewhere in between, just when you think, oh, man, maybe these guys were into oi music, and then you start hearing some other elements, like, well, no, they're not really one of those kind of bands. I don't know. I don't know what they are. I can't put my finger on it, but it has so much familiarity to it. And then when I heard New Age, I'm like, all right, well, I know that one. Am I missing something? Are some of these other ones, including this one, is this something from somewhere else that I just couldn't put my finger on the song because it just sounds familiar but I don't think it is yeah <laughs> new age from blitz and again I can't find anything specific about the band any place that I would normally look or even using a simple google search could find unfortunately Bradford Carlton is very generic as far as the name goes throwing that together <laughs> yeah. so I don't know I couldn't can't figure it out but what I do know is that album heaven the the track heaven but there's so many other ones it's a full length uh, I really dig it. I enjoy it. I definitely recommend you find it on one of your streaming sources. Check it out. Then you can go out and support the band, uh, as I did. Yep. And I guess I do have another, uh, a, a better reference, or at least a more uh, concise one as to the name uh, Bradford. Though it is still a deep cut. I doubt a lot of people <laughs> will understand this, but I can say it in a quote. My name is Scott Bradford. I'm 19. I, well, I'll be 20 in, a, in about a month. And then in comes the pale hidden Brandon DiCamello right in the uh, forehead. <laughs> it was just this little three-second clip from the first CKY movie. It's like within the first uh, few minutes. Yeah, Brandon DiCamello is just standing by a tree, and he says exactly that. I'm Scott Bradford. And after he gives his age, a fucking pale comes off screen <laughs> and hits him right in the fucking ha- <laughs> the face. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, Scott Bradford. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, again, I don't think it has any reference to that. I mean, that's just such a, like, a, that's a specific reference and one that's incredibly small, and only a few people will understand it. Well, if anybody has anything better than what we can provide, because uh, since we have nothing, we can't say that what Eric has mentioned is not the reasons. I don't think they would be, but I can't say that they aren't. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I think it's funny, CKY. I mean, Brandon DiCamello's parts in CKY, they're always the ones that have me laughing. <laughs> like the, All of his, uh, his constant uh, pranks that he's pulling on in the, in the drive-thrus. And all of his uh, stupid prank calls and all of his dumbass, uh, uh, <laughs> God, what is it? His impressions of just random people. It was a stupid British accent. And probably his uh, infamous Chinese rap. <laughs> only, only in 1999 will, is that considered a... Uh, humorous. <laughs> Nowadays, if you look it up, he's just gonna, that's just gonna send the... <laughs> That's just going to say cancel culture into a collective heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck cancel culture. Eric, let's wrap up the show. What are you wrapping up the show with today? I'm wrapping up the show with with a Salt Lake hardcore song. And the reason being, it's not about the band. It's not about the song. Well, it's kind of about the song, but it's about my best friend. 
Her birthday was just a few days ago. It was the ninth. My birthday present to her was to get her to see Amana Marth. And this song, for in a funny way, has such a connect. We just connected on this song because when I first met her some eight years ago, uh, she was getting me into a lot of uh, hardcore music, whereas I was getting her into, her into a lot of punk music. Nice little exchange program we had going on. <laughs> and then we sort of uh, discovered this band at the same time. And that band, I've talked about them before on this show multiple times, and I'm going to talk about them again. It's DTA. Don't trust anybody. They've been around since the 90s, and they're still going at it. The album Five Degrees of Separation, I got that to review for Slug. I read part of it on this episode when I talked about that album. But one song I really wanted to play but did not is the album Closer. And I figured now's a good time to, to play it on here. I know you may not be listening to this, but Destiny Echo, this one's for you. You fucked up. <laughs> needs to be said <laughs> oh god still only she will understand that reference as little a reference as it is she'll also get the scott bradford one <laughs> awesome oh god but yep that's a that's all i have to say about that you fucked up you suck you were out of the band. <laughs> i love don't trust anybody i love those guys so much they are as real as it gets and, uh, and yeah, Destiny, you're as real as it gets. Very thankful to have had you in my life for this damn almost a decade. Almost a decade. We're almost at double digits, sweetheart. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. And happy belated birthday. I told you in person, but this is me telling you through podcast. I will make sure you hear this part at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, I'm going to wrap up the show, a little new metal, a new metal to wrap up 2022. We have a couple episodes left. I'll throw some new metal on uh, until January. Once January hits, I'm on to something else. A band that I hadn't played is Godhead. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the band Godhead, uh, Godhead is... I think they were the first band, first and only band that uh, Marilyn Manson came up with his own record label, and these guys were the only band that I think ever signed to it. And they started as a band way back in '94. Had a bunch of uh, albums come out prior to this one, Evolver, which came out July 15th of 2003. The band, I believe, is still together. I don't know if they have new music, but again, I was really listening to new metal in the late 90s, early 2000s, and haven't really listened to anything new from the majority of these bands that I've been playing. So I don't know, but they're from Washington, D.C. We don't play too many bands from Washington, D.C., 
Wayne Static was featured on this song that was on Evolver, so I thought, yep, I played Static X. We've talked about them. Let's play it. I like Godhead. I don't know if you have you heard of Godhead? No, not not at all. I've heard of Godhead. I've heard of God Smack. I've heard of God City. Okay. And, and God City's not a band. That's the name of uh, Kurt Ballou's studio for uh, Death Wish. Okay. Well, we'll see what you think of Godhead. This is off Evolver. Again, the track features uh, Wayne Static. Here we go with Giveaway. <laughs> i 
tell the part that Wayne Static was in? <laughs> sort of, yeah. <laughs> so what do you think of Godhead? It reminded me a bit more of a, a bit of Nine Inch Nails, at least their earlier okay. stuff. A little more, uh, uh, what's the, I don't want to say a front. The point is Nine Inch Nails is a little uh, quieter than okay. this, you know, and that's sort of the idea of uh, Trent Reznor. He's just sort of building this uh, sort of creepy atmosphere. Sure. These guys feel a bit more extroverted. That's what I was trying to say. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, not necessarily uh, better or worse. It's just uh, it's just them, you know, but it did sound a bit close to that uh, industrial side. Yes. Yeah. Maybe it was that the industrial side of new metal. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was uh, the vocals that were pretty close to uh, Mr. Reznor's. So. Okay. Uh, so, so, yeah, that's, prob that's probably where I was making the reference. Maybe the production is uh, similar, but, you know, bands, uh, bands can only hold a mere candle to Nine Inch Nails because that shit is, uh, th that's on another level. <laughs> that's good stuff. Yes, indeed. Well, I hope you enjoyed Godhead. Like I said, wrapping up new metal overall because I spent the majority of 2022 playing new metal. So I'm going to be playing something else. We're wrapping up the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in right now. Happy belated birthday to Destiny, as Eric said. Mm -hmm. And we are going to wrap this up. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player, FM, Podvine, SLCPunkCast.com, probably other places. You found us. You can listen to us so many different places. Listen to us wherever it's convenient. Spread the word. Thank you for tuning in. You can find the bands on Instagram, at the Dirty Neil, at Bamboo Vipers, at Convict underscore Class, at The Transmission Now, at Bare Minimum Band, at D-T-A-S-L-H-C, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on my uh, personal Instagram if you want to be bored because <laughs> I, don't, I don't really post there much anymore. But if you want, I can be found on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. That's Eric spelled with a C. And you can find my bands on Instagram, those bands being Anonymous and The Apathetics. Anonymous can be found at anonymous underscore band official and Apathetics at theapathetics.slc. You can find them both on Facebook, respectfully so, at Anonymous SLC and at The Apathetics. And we both have band camps. And you can find them on Amazon. Amazon. Wouldn't Amazon, that, huh? Yeah, what? wouldn't that be a trip? <laughs> we, we don't sell anything on Amazon. <laughs> AnonymousSLC.Bandcamp.com and TheApathetics.Bandcamp.com. You can stream all of our music there. Uh, you can also stream it on YouTube. You can stream it on uh, Apple Music, Spotify. I mean, fucking pretty much everywhere else. Cool. And, and yeah, Anonymous, we are recording new material. We're in the process of that. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a long walk, a little bit, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, the studio being in the studio sort of uh, cut us down to size. We realized, oh shit, we really gotta we really got to uh, learn what speed we are going because <laughs> at least one song has got so many tempo changes, so many. So that was what majority of our first day in the studio was about, just uh, tempo charts. Okay. So yeah, it's it's a process. 
Those of you who are in bands, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about bands. As uh, far as other podcasts go, you can find Lead Melodies on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast. And on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. You can stream them on Spotify or anchor.fm if you just search on that website, Lead Melodies. We've got three episodes out. More should be coming. And you can find... Uh, uh, you can keep up with all of the goings-on and shows that are happening in Salt Lake at SLC Hardcore on Facebook. I run that page. I post a bunch of flyers. Not necessarily just hardcore. It's hardcore, metal, punk, crack rock steady, whatever. Nice. <laughs> it's a lot of shit. Awesome. You find the bands also on Facebook at The Dirty Nil, at Bamboo Vipers, at Convict.class, at The Transmission Now, at The Bare Minimum, at Godhead Music, the shows at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining us again for episode 294. Like I said, a couple interviews on their way. Stay tuned. Have a happy holiday season as uh, the holidays are upon us. Uh, I think they're all throughout the month, depending on which holidays you celebrate. Celebrate it with people. Do something charitable for others. It's kind of really the underlying meaning that some people get so butthurt about the commercialization and Mm. Uh, capitalism and blah, 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 blah. You know what? Fuck all those things. If you don't like them, do something charitable because that's really what the underlying message is throughout this time of year. And teach others to be that way. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? Well, just to sort of uh, tack on to your little uh, Christmas rant there. <laughs> uh, yes, it does get lost in the sea of capitalism and commercialism. And people are just kind of losing sight of what the, uh, the actual meaning is about. And yes, the meaning is about uh, uh, giving back to those who gave so much to you. Right. You know, again, like well, I said earlier, you know, pay it forward, do unto others, right? <laughs> as you would do yourself. I mean, this is something that's a it's a universal term that should be practiced every fucking day. It's just this is a time of year where we uh, really uh, just where we look back on what we have done. And what we can do moving forward to continue this, uh, you know, this goodwill. Right. You know? And it's, uh, you don't got to be super fucking uh, biblical about it. You don't got to be turn the other cheek and all that shit. It's <laughs> like, nah, just to live life and don't be a dickhead, man. <laughs> you know, if you're a... Uh, yeah, if, you're, uh, fa- if your foundation of liberty is uh, to enact on the injustice to another person, then you're kind of losing the point here, right? <laughs> you know, you're preaching. It's like, well, you're taking away my freedom because you're uh, preaching that certain other people need freedom taken away from them. You're starting to sound a little bit like a Napoleon, you know, <laughs> animal farm. <laughs> Some animals are more equal than others. So, right. yeah, all those, uh, all those mental shortcomings that people have, you know, we want to, we want to hope that they will uh, change for the better, but... You know, if you want to be the uh, if you want to be the instigator of said change, now's the time to do it. I mean, every time is the time to do it. But if you want to feel, it's around these times where we feel it a little extra charitable, right? So take advantage of that. Like I said, we have a benefit show for uh, suicide prevention coming up, and uh, and yeah, the show at New Year's Eve is going to be doubling as a hush hush birthday party for my friend. <laughs> so. So yeah, it's going to be uh it's just that time to just uh be thankful for what you have and be cognizant of how you can maintain that. Right. So that's uh, that's just where we're going to leave it for 
where I'm going to leave it for this holiday season. Just don't get caught up in the rat race. Play the fucking outro. (laughs) 